BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 323, episode 5 of Dirt Daily It's a production of iHeartRadio, and it's a podcast where we take a deep dive into American shared consciousness. Miles, we made it to the end of season 323. They, they said we wouldn't. 323. Stand, stand up, are. Los Angeles. Yeah, let them know. It is Friday, February 2nd, 2024, mm-hmm. 2224. Yep. Oh boy, you get ready because it's National Groundhog Day. It's National Bubblegum Day. Oh shit, it's, it's Groundhog Day. Is oh is it oh is that what that means? <laughs> I'm yeah, like yeah. National Groundhog Day. I'm like for groundhogs rather than it's Groundhog Day. Uh National Heavenly Hash Day, which is not something that I would use to prevent my dreams, but actually a, a wonderful chocolate and marshmallow confection, it looks like. National Tater Tot Day, and also uh shout out to Elmo. But for other, any other people today, I better not be catching you wearing that flute because it's National Wear uh, Wear Red Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My I one of my best friends from growing up just hit like i don't usually do on the ground reporting mm-hmm. on uh this podcast but he hit me up and said that he has pretty good data suggesting that the groundhog thing is a myth and that whether or not the groundhog sees his shadow doesn't change whether there's two more weeks of winter nah, or spring. Come on. That's yeah not true. that's chris it does. i mean that's chris man and he's he's usually a pretty reliable source so well, i don't know we're 
remains to be seen. I hate Chris then. <laughs> because that just completely, that upends my whole understanding of the fucking planet. That's, that's, I don't, I'm not a flat earther. I am a ground her- groundhog <laughs> earther, though. I do. To the this is the one anti-scientific belief that I hold, and everything else revolves around right, that, right, unfortunately. Right. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Elmo Shot. Big Bird Drops. Wet t-shirt contest pop. <laughs> oh, no. Sesame Street's dark now, bro. That is courtesy of Rowdy Drummer on the Discord. Yeah, thing, things have gotten bleak in, yeah. the, in the world of Sesame Street as we've just asked the innocent question, who, who between Elmo and Big Bird would survive a fight to the death? Just very innocent, straightforward question that yeah. everyone's taken to a really dark place. It's I don't activated know what's wrong with you the guys. listener. Shout out Zeitgang because yeah. the the things you're sending me and the AKs are rip wonderful. His throat out. Yeah, stomp <laughs> his shit down. Whoa, whoa. Sorry, man. I'm like, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, no, it's it's totally our fault. Uh, <laughs> I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles Gray. You better run before I count up to three. Don't want this monster smoke here up on Sesame. I'll kick you. I'll beat you. I'll rearrange your wings. So beat it. Get your beak out of my face. Just beat Beat it. it. Beat it. Beat it. Beat it. it. Elmo's two feet tall and heated. Your corny (laughs) ass can't even take flight. I'll snap your legs and then turn out your lights. Just beat it. Okay. So, I mean, Scouty. On the fucking Discord with the gifts too, with the fucking the the most intense knife fight we've ever seen in music video history from the beat it video. Yeah, that's more like a West Side Story kind of choreographed dance with just light bulbs, yeah, just, just, hands just, chained together. Yeah, knife fight. Is that a thing that actually happened? Like, was that? I a bet thing it people... happened after that. Right. But... Like, let's bound our arms and knife fight. Wouldn't you just stab the dude's arm a bunch? Because you're like, yeah, what's, up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's right here. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you would think. But they, anyway, wasn't that was the, the other thing that I always heard about that was that they were actual like gangsters, that they got like actual there were, gangsters. Yo, so my dad used to used to work for Michael Jackson as his photographer. And he the last gig that he worked was on the set of Beat It. And they had straight up Crips on that set. And like my dad has a whole he took a bunch of pictures of the extras. One of the most gangster fucking photos are these dudes who are on the beat it set, like wearing like leather fucking cowboy hats and trench. It was a different time, a different that time. That is a different time. Yeah. That's wild that leather cowboy hats was like the tough shit. I got it. If you see this picture, you're going to be like, who the fuck are these people? I'm like, Those are the <laughs> gangsters that were on the beat it set. I love the idea. Like that's what makes me love the idea that they're actual gangsters because then they asked them to do the most West Side Story ass thing in the right. video. <laughs> yeah. Just like, All right. And now you're going to just have a fight to the death. But it's really about, you know, dancing and expressing yourself. And they nail it. Like, it really feels like a uh, well choreographed. Well, there dance. was the one dude who was from New York Undercover, uh, yeah. who, like who was in that video, too. But like they were mostly just doing like they like, gangsters don't dance. They the play. real gangsters were in the background. Yeah, just they were they were text they were straight up texture. Yeah. 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 Miles, we're yes. thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a journalist. We, we've had New York Times bestselling authors on before. This guy has written four New York Times bestselling books. He's a podcast host now whose new show is The Puzzler, mm. which is a daily pod- Wait a second. This guy's coming for our fucking <laughs> Hold on, Wait, what? Miles? Daily? 
Serves up fresh puzzles daily? No. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean... We're cannibalizing our own audience right now. Yeah. We'll allow it. Please welcome to the show the brilliant, the talented, the puzzling, AJ Jacobs! AJ! Thank you. Thank you. Delighted to be here. And our, we are daily, but we're like eight minutes long. So I don't okay. think we're much competition. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. We don't even People. start talking about anything for eight minutes. We're <laughs> yeah. just bullshit. So. <laughs> Can yeah. I add to that bullshit with one, my favorite crazy Sesame Street fact? Yes. Which is... I looked up the history for some reason. It was some project, the history of Oscar the Grouch. Okay. And and they introduced him, I think, in the 70s because they wanted some socioeconomic diversity. They felt that Love it. they wanted someone more impoverished. So they put him in a garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> that is just, to me, the craziest decision. Right. Like, this yeah. is, here, you, you, can, you can relate to this. He's in a garbage can. Yeah. Hey, poor kids. This yeah. is you. Exactly. <laughs> you so live in a steel crazy. trash can. <laughs> you smell like shit. <laughs> anyway, something like that, just for more representation. You make Christmas ornaments out of fish skeletons, poor kid. I, we get it. We know how you are. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. I feel like that depiction of Oscar the Grouch as a child made me believe that it was possible to live in a garbage can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That are like, well. Right. If things are bad, I guess that that could be a place that you might dwell. Yeah, there you go. It's it's comforting. Yeah. Or good. Things are good or bad. You yeah, know, depends on your point of view. Uh, AJ, your show has what's been described as a Batman villain ass name. Have you considered <laughs> taking a major city hostage using your puzzles, or maybe a mayor or something, to confuse the police and rob banks? Interesting. No, I hadn't. Not until now. All right. But I'm just putting it out there. Man. Yeah, I know that. There. Yeah, podcast needs some monetization. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, hold the yeah. hold the city of millions hostage. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love the revenue. The puzzler. Come on. That's why you guys are so good. Yeah, that's why you've been around for so long. <laughs> that's yeah. right. We still oh. haven't followed through with our plan to take an entire metropolitan area hostage, but, you know. <laughs> the number of hostages who are just waiting around for yeah. the Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> Anyways, uh, AJ, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Every once in a while, we like to check in with this Trump guy, mm -hmm. you know. This guy's always in the news. Uh, things not going so great for him in the current news cycle, so we'll check in about that. Peter Thiel is is bringing a banger idea that's been kicked around by people like him for a while, but the idea of Olympics with PEDs. Yeah. Like, just, you know, th this is the <laughs> the display of our greatest, like, scientific advances. <laughs> L look what we made in the lab, folks. Right. Larry David attacked Elmo on live TV. <laughs> gotta cover that. Gotta cover so we, that. <laughs> so we have new data on the, the question data of point. Big Bird v. Elmo. All of that, plenty more. But first, AJ, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? I, uh, my favorite recent search was for the word sprint, S-P-R-A-I-N-T, which I had not heard of, but it has its own Wikipedia page. And it is uh, otter dung, the, the feces of the little cute <laughs> water mammal, otter. And I saw it because I was doing, we, we create puzzles for our guests, like you will get your own special puzzles. And this puzzle involved an otter. And I looked at their Wikipedia page and there was a link to Sprint. And uh, 
Yeah, it's the feces of otters, but it's apparently like very special feces that smells like, what did they say? Freshly mown hay. Freshly mown really? hay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is like, sometimes you'll smell some horse shit that smells good, actually. Like it, it actually <laughs> horse like, shit has... that smells good? Sometimes I smell a horse shit that's like, that smells like oatmeal sometimes and it doesn't smell I that bad. Sometimes I smell horse shit <laughs> that, that smells that like right. oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sprint should actually be the past tense of sprint, but there you uh, go. Yeah, sprint or sprained. Sprint. I thought that yeah. was like kind of like slang for our sp- oh, sprint my ankle. <laughs> oh yeah, like and taint. It reminded me of taint. It was in yeah, the same general area. Exactly. Uh, so I love that. The sides and, of the taint. The sprint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just spray out from the taint, and you get the the sprint. I'm also like I, I you, it does seem special because I've never seen like images of like animal feces, but with so many people holding it in their bare hand. Yeah, I like guess. it's a baby bird. You know what I mean, They're like ooh, I got a little sprint here for y'all. Check this out. They're holding the sprint like it's a baby bird, like that just a delicacy that they're right, about well, to tuck into. Yeah, they're smelling the, is there, uh, they is, they're getting the essence right. Are, are there any uses for it outside of just holding it? I did not see that. That yeah, I, I think that's yeah. If you ever have me back on, I will do far more research on spray. Well, I'm definitely going to grab a their handful of their smells shit. Like, yeah, I'm going to grab a handful <laughs> of their shit just to freak them out. Guys, this otter shit <laughs> smells like freshly mown hay, and yeah. they're right. <laughs> just guys getting close. <sighs> Come on, AJ. That. What's something you think is overrated? All right, for this one, I decided to do this. Uh, the biggest argument I've had in my family in the last week, which was I was saying how much I enjoy watching movies on double speed. And my wife and kids were just furious. So my overrated is watching movies at regular speed. And Mm. uh, because, you know, I wanted to see Flowers of the Killer Moon, but I'm not, (laughs) I just did not want to spend four hours doing that. So I rented it on YouTube and you can put it on double speed. And it was fantastic. The way it, it was, was meant to be seen yeah. <laughs> by a white man at double speed. <laughs> <laughs> on my iPhone. Yeah. On the iPhone. <laughs> on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I know. Maybe and the experience was like. Well, I still felt emotions. I just yeah. felt them faster. I just, yeah. you know. I, They're just I mean, flying at you. Yeah, my, sure. my argument is I'm a writer and I don't. I'm not going in and yelling at people who skim my books or saying, you read too fast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, do what you want. Here's my book. Do with it what you want. Right. 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 So, but yeah, I know that my filmmakers and and art and are not, are on my family side that this is a terrible thing. But I mean, no offense. I listen to you on double speed. Yeah. uh, And I enjoy it. Why not? I mean, I think it's all, I do, I do that with like, I watch a lot of reality TV. And sometimes I can get through it faster by watching it at one and a half X speed. Like, because right. there's so much dramatic pausing that <laughs> when you actually condense the information down, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 great. I got the gist of that inane content pretty quickly. But without. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, if you cut out the repeats and then say, and then let's remember what happened before yeah. the commercial break. Like, yeah, there's literally like eight minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes, minutes of actual new yeah. stuff. Right. That's yeah. right. That's I, that's interesting. I've never tried to watch a movie at two x speed. I've listened to books at two x speed, and some of them I'm like, you know, flying through, getting everything. And sometimes it's like 
too dense and right. I just do not like I'm I, I'm 30 minutes in and I'm like I don't know what the fuck just happened here like right, right. well there are so. some shows and movies definitely you don't want, like Veep I remember I tried to watch that at double speed and I was like <laughs> what the hell is going on because yeah. they are so fast and witty but right. uh but yeah, like a slow movie that's, uh, you know, got yeah. lots of nature shots, like you mentioned. I yeah. can deal with that. That's probably right. some kind of like speed comprehension test is to like take like a Tina Fey written show or IP <laughs> and watch that as like 3x speed to be like, yeah. did you catch all that? Can <laughs> right. you? That's how that she picks her dense. writers. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She makes them <laughs> watch, watch this, this episode yeah. of 30 Rock. 3x, 3x speed. speed. And, and give me a summation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Terrence Malick, 2x speed, like probably oh. just looks like a regular, like an 80s movie. Exactly. So it's like, oh, this is <laughs> this is normal. Well, sometimes uh, I think when I listen to NPR, normal speed, I mean, double speed, it just sounds like normal talking. People talking. Yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. like, so they're, they're, there's not the pauses and the, yeah, that, that right. makes sense to me. Older movies, I will say, incredibly slow. Yeah. Just long periods with, People being like, all right, we've got to head to the store to like meet up for this <laughs> package drop and then sh watch them stand up from that table, walk to the car, <laughs> get in the car, drive to the store. Right. It's like, yo, it's we, realistic. And they're like, wait, you. hold on. I forgot my wallet. Okay, I'll turn around. <laughs> right. Hey, make sure you hang your coat up before you go inside. I will. There are shots in The Godfather of like somebody just walking down a hallway like for long periods. <laughs> Great movie. And maybe like at the time people needed that breather or something. Yeah, but it's yeah, just like, sure. man, I don't and know. And even old comedies, it's hilarious. I remember watching the Marx Brothers and they had like, they're doing their antic stuff, which is, it's not that antic compared to what happens now. But then they'll do a five minute harp solo. Like Harpo will come out and right. actually play the harp for five minutes in a wow. comedy movie. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Well, I mean, that legacy kind of lived on in our 80s and 90s films where like some band inexplicably had a full on song performance in the middle of a film. When you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, why did they do the this Blues Brothers number? is, I mean, I've always <laughs> said that J John Belushi is like a little bit puzzling to me because I think because he like Chris Farley's was my favorite like comedic figure growing up and his whole shtick was like kind of an evolutionary Belushi. But yeah, the, the blues brothers, like when they just like break into long moments of them doing like white guy blues for, yeah. for, you know, I'm just like, who is this for other than <laughs> you guys? Well, other than the performers <laughs> who made this movie. Blame the cocaine, man. Blame the cocaine. Yeah. You know, be fucking sick, dude. And then we do like a harmonica solo. But everybody shit. fucking loves that shit. Like people, <laughs> I know so many people who are like, oh, have you seen the Blues Brothers though? Oh, you like comedy? <laughs> who are you hanging around? A bunch of cops? <laughs> yeah, it's cops. It's mostly cops. It's the cops that I play cards with. <laughs> what, what, AJ, is something you think is underrated? Well, this one, I'm going to go a little philosophical because a couple of days ago, I did a book event where I interviewed the author of a book called Uncertain or Uncertainty. Who, I, Ironically, I'm uncertain about the title. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but it was all about how, yeah, we've got to stop being so certain. And I just would love to see in a debate, like if someone asks Joe Biden something and he says, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm going to have to think about that. I'll get back to you. 
I just right. feel that level of humility would be good for our society because I there's also that phrase deep seated beliefs that's like oh you got have deep, I have I have one deep seated belief which is don't be an asshole try to reduce suffering everywhere and increase happiness other than that everything is shallow seated everything shallow seated. is yeah yeah I mean yeah, I'm open to evidence away in the wind. yeah yeah totally. yeah mine is that obviously that if a groundhog sees its shadow, <laughs> that's my one belief. <laughs> Everything else, Understood. that one is unfucking shakeable. Yeah, okay. that yeah. makes sense. So deep, it's in the Earth's core. Hey, Chris, we're gonna need does. better. We're gonna need better sourcing on this, man. <laughs> yeah, don't give me some science shit because they're all in on the fucking hoax, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> let me hear from a groundhog. I want to hear it straight from the source. <laughs> Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil. The book looks like it's called Uncertain, The Wisdom and Wonder of Being Unsure by Maggie Jackson. Is that there your is. interview? That's the one. There it is. Exactly. The sad part, though, about Biden doing that is that everyone would immediately go, look how fucking serious. <laughs> exactly. Right. That is the problem. I'm I not know. sure about that. Ah, you see? I'm yeah, actually not sure. Could, you, uh, could I get back to you? After oh. I consult with my staff, get back to us. <laughs> what do you mean? When you go to your yeah, hospital, you're right. that would that would not be a good strategy, <laughs> I suppose, for being elected. But yeah. to your point, like, yeah, we are in such a world where everyone must know every single thing about every single thing at ev at every moment. That yeah, it, we've always tried to say like, just we got to normalize just saying like, I don't, I don't know. I can I all know. look into That's it, a, but I don't know. That, yeah, exactly. and you mustn't know all those things. Like, no. it's, for yeah, for the purposes of conversation, like people put a great emphasis on it. But you don't, you don't need to know that shit. Yeah, just I, yeah, I think I embodied that ethos when I was maybe my sophomore year of college. That I knew every single thing about every topic that ever right. existed at every moment. Very stressful. Coincided with probably my most uh, severe use of drugs and alcohol too. So. <laughs> no, the There's just so much pressure, man. I got to know everything. <laughs> How the fuck am I going to read all these Wikipedia articles? Like fucking ten thousand show up every goddamn day. And that's why uh, white houses need like a drug dealer on staff at yeah. all times, uh, as we learned you earlier yeah. this week with the Trump White House having just non-stop prescription medication just whatever <laughs> just a willy wonka's factory of whatever prescription <laughs> medication you can imagine do you get the one that makes me like float to the top of the oval office oh yeah fizzy lifting drink <laughs> yeah one second let me get that all right break. well let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about one of the guys who's trying to get back to the white house mr donald trump we'll be right back Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. And we're back. We're so back. So back. The headlines have turned less confident that Donald Trump is going to be the next president. It's, it would seem, I've seen headlines saying, like, the polling's bad for him. I've seen headlines saying there's a, lot, there's a lot of polling suggesting that if he gets convicted, like, half of his support will dry up. Yeah. Mm. Which feels wrong to me. Like, totally that feels, wrong. I think feels, stick by your double guy. down. Yeah. Oh, he's going to double down. And, yeah, like, it just feels like this is yet another example of people waiting for the other shoe to drop with him and then like he just uses the other shoe to beat us up like that's, <laughs> that's just every time oh a shoe they're like it well is. surely now that we've seen him try to actually overthrow the government <laughs> like if that if that doesn't do it like what is a conviction going to do we saw him like do a coup live on tv like try to do a coup fail be like a sore loser about it on tv and then like nothing it yeah. hasn't changed shit yeah. i i remember when he was president i had every time a new scandal came up i would tweet i had it on like a cut and paste tweet like this is the 4,378th straw that's going to break the camel's back. <laughs> that's right. And then it never did. And then I would put a nine on the end. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the truest thing he ever said was he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue yeah. and still be elected. I think we're, we're slowly moving towards that. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, again, like this last week, a lot has happened. We had like the monetary damages from the E. Jean Carroll defamation case. That's like 83 million. 
potentially we could see a decision about his business and the fines he's facing there, which could be upwards or near 370 million. That could happen this week. It might happen next week. And then like, yeah, like you say, the polling. So there's just like just a few other things that are a lot of people are talking about before we get to the conviction part is so far, he's already spent about 60 million on legal fees this last year. And it's all coming from his donors. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so there's a, there's a reporting Is that about how legal for him to it, take money from unfortunately, donors. And spend it? Unfortunately, wow. it's legal. It's like wow. everything's more of like it just raises ethical questions. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, a lot of things raise ethical <laughs> questions in our fucking world today. And we're just like, leave it at that. It's like, well, ethically, but yeah, financially, he can just keep you know, rinsing his supporters for every little penny they have to, you know, pay his fees, like, uh, like defending himself in court. And so the coffers seem to be emptying. And at the moment, uh, looks like he's spending more than he is raising. But before you go and put your party hat on and, and throw your Mueller time mugs in the air, just remember that this guy can raise mountains of cash at will. Like, I mean, even his stupid NFTs people are buying. So as much as it's like, uh oh, it's he's he's outspending uh, the the pace that he can raise. It's just it, it I I'm I, I don't think that is that big of a deal. But again, shows just sort of how spread thin he is at the very least. Where that money that could be going to like the campaign is just going to legal fees. Right. The NFT thing I feel called out by. Okay, like that's I don't okay. have to like his politics to have invested wisely yeah, in well, the NFTs. Like I didn't have to be a big Ken Griffey Jr. fan to like you know have his rookie card. Yeah, like, th- I get this that. was a sound investment. Okay, yeah. And, but <laughs> so I you just, did you invested in? Oh the man, I am upside down on these fuckers, AJ. <laughs> AJ, just so you know, just for the record, and I'm glad AJ's here to see this. You brought that up, not me, this time. So I mean, you kind of brought it up by being like some people. Oh my goodness! All right, hey, what did they say? A hit dog will holler. That is hilarious. (laughs) But but here's the other thing. There's plenty of polling that shows Biden is not doing well in key swing states. So it's interesting when to see like the sort of. Uh, inverse of that. So to be like, hallelujah, Trump's polling is starting to to shift in the wrong direction. Um, A lot of that is showing that like independents are much like like he's be, like much likelier to flock to Biden, uh, like by six points, uh, like in sort of a generic race. And even like with five people in the race, Biden is still a few points above Trump. And also the like the one thing I think is true is that the gender gap is actually widening when it comes to between Biden and Trump, because obviously the Republicans are running on a campaign Mm. slogan of I am the manager of your uterus now. (laughs) And that isn't quite bringing everybody to under the same tent. But yeah, this feels like the one true thing that like people can stand on, like a number is being bad with women. It's like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. no shit. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, my thought, the problem, I think, well, first of all, I I like to hear about the money. I'm one thing I would love to see is a, a public defender. Like if he has to just resort to like a, <laughs> if you like, can't afford an attorney, one yeah. So like, like he just guy, burns every bridge in Manhattan. Like oh, over the course of his nice. career, every lawyer he's been involved with, he has like you know just burned that bridge. Like right, ruined their life. So like if he was just like, wait, what do you mean we're we're out of attorneys in the whole <laughs> yeah. city of New York. Holy and public shit. defenders are pretty upstanding people. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. such thankless work. But they and, got it. Yeah. They, yeah. Like, I know. Could they, you imagine yeah, like that, one of those people? Like <sighs> meth dealers and then Donald Trump, like is right, one yeah. of their 600 cases. Yeah. But the other thing about polling is I'm, uh, it makes me very nervous 
polling any because the Trump base is so anti-authoritarian, oh, so wary of establishment that if someone calls and says they're a pollster, they're either going to hang up or they're going to lie or they're going right. to tell them fuck yeah. you. So I don't know. Maybe there's some stealth polling like you can like. Pretend you're not a pollster and be like, isn't our Trump great? I'm going to yeah. vote for him. Are right. you going to Trump? Oh, and that's go undercover as one of their kids at the dinner table. <laughs> 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 what do you think, Dad? <laughs> Wait, which one are you? I'm I'm Rick. <laughs> Little Ricky. <laughs> Me. Little Ricky. You know Little Ricky yeah. Trump. Come on, nah, Daddy. What sure. do you think? Uh, what's your feeling on where the base is at? But I think. Again, the other thing that a lot of people are thinking about, and to reference the the Mueller time coffee mugs, the group of people who are like, <laughs> these are the things that will save us, not just, you know, my first stupid investment, <laughs> creating <laughs> laws that what may actually create, you know, stricter guidelines for that. Many people, you know, still hoping that the courts are going to get Trump's ass before the election. But here's the thing. It is looking pretty unlikely that any of the trials of any kind of substantial consequence will start or end in time for a conviction to happen before Election Day. That's just that's just the state of things right now as you look at it, like in Georgia. Right. Fonnie Willis is currently dealing with a scandal after one of the attorneys representing a defendant laid out these allegations of impropriety in her office, namely that she was like having a relationship with one of the special prosecutors who had like their relevant experience seemed not quite uh, as substantial as it might need to be for something like this uh, and is also being overpaid. And like many legal analysts don't think that's enough for, you know, to really cast like the sort of aspersions you need to be like, OK, well, they need to actually get rid of this prosecution team. But if the judge does decide to do that and another team of prosecutors would have to be brought in, there's a whole other process that would have to take place. And that is just going to cause massive delays. So we're still still unsure where what's going on with that. And as of this time, like Fonnie Willis hasn't made really much public, like direct comments about this. So that's one thing that is put, like wobbling the timeline uh, for the Georgia Rico case, which felt like that one was like every day we were like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah. maybe this thing might do some shit. But um, I'm, my oh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. My worry is that uh, even a conviction, is that necessarily going to stop him? Because I remember researching this a little. I didn't yeah. do it deeply, but Eugene Debs ran for president while yeah. in jail yes, and right. got like whatever, 4% of the vote. So I don't know if a, a conviction is the way out. I mean, that's oh, not I mean, like... It would only be, yeah, I think it would just be one of those things that it would be so unprecedented that it would really cause the Republican Party to have questions be like, how do you, if the guy, let's, you know, best right. case scenario, he's convicted and has to go to prison. Like what happens from there? True. And that just but raises, the, it would, yeah. Like that we have every day is an unprecedented. So it's yeah, like, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why the overall, it's not, there's, this isn't the basket people need to be putting their eggs in is like right. the judicial route to sort of save us from the mess that we've made in this country over the last few decades. And then in the Jack Smith DC case, things are slowing down because, the higher courts are still trying to determine whether or not Trump has the immunity that he's fantasizing about. And from there, he can appeal that one decision, go to a higher court and then appeal again to the Supreme Court. So that could take 
very it could take a really long time <laughs> yeah if, like with that tam- timeline you can always delay right and in court if you have the money you can always delay 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 yeah and but yeah. now looking at just sort of like the questions that need to even be answered now and the courts that are determining those things like we're just adding more complexity to this and obviously in florida Judge Eileen Cannon is doing what any loyal lackey would do and has slowed the pace down to the point that people are like, oh, is this thing like completely inert now? So not a lot to necessarily get excited about on the legal front. So, you know, I think just let's not hinge your hopes and dreams on Trump being convicted in time and just prepare for a messy election season. And, you know, that that's the only people or that are going to be able to do anything are, I don't know, wh- whoever's voting, whoever's like, you know, counting votes and not doing the murky work that the Democrats are doing or some shit. Like, it's just going to be a ma- I don't know. It's just going to be <laughs> we're stuck with this, guys. So get ready. Like, no, no court's going to save us from this. And to your point about the polling, it doesn't like I feel like a lot of the time there's one of these pollsters who came on like on CNN or MSNBC recently and was talking about the difficulty in talking with Trump voters because like a lot of the time you don't Mm. know, like sometimes they'll say what they think you want to hear or sometimes they'll say what they want people to think they are. Like they're like, I'm not a depraved MAGA person. Of course I'm not going to back that. It's like, because I'd rather say that and be like, I'm all in. So sure, it's a very, uh, the target is very, uh, it's up and down. The polling I'm seeing quoted everywhere is that, you know, Biden's now up six in a national poll, I think. But it's from Quinnipiac, which is the poll that even when I believed in polling like years ago was the one where I was like, oh, well, we throw Quinnipiac out, right? Quinnipiac doesn't mean shit. Like that, that one is always skewed in favor of the Democrats, just like Rasmussen is generally skewed in favor of the Republicans. Yeah. So I don't know. Doesn't doesn't feel all that reassuring to me. And God, po- polling is the opiate of the <laughs> dum dums, including myself. I just I, I reach for it when I need to get to sleep at night. Well, but, of course, yeah. You don't want to yeah. be like, oh, Project Twenty Twenty Five in full swing and yeah. whatever, whatever the fuck that brings. And you're like, please, six points, okay, just for maintaining yeah. the status quo because that's what it's i think is so hard difficult for many people too it's like we can be doing so much better and we're just offered like very n- nominal change if any at all like yeah. we're back to like even with the biden campaign just being like "Ro, man remember that one i said four years ago i'm using it again let's <laughs> yeah. let's do well, something about it i feel like i try to remind myself that there are eight months and that just don't pay attention to the polls now. Maybe the polls will have something to say yeah. like a month out. But now it's like paying attention at like the first few games of whatever the NBA or something. Yeah, it's living and like, dying with like opening day for the Dodgers. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah <laughs> the first yeah. week of baseball season. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, Come on, man. fire the manager. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's like worrying about the weather report three months out. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, well, none of this truly. Matters. Truly, truly, truly. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Peter Thiel and the Olympics. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit Nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's Nice.com. And we're back. We're back. And uh, on Wednesday, a press release came out announcing the formation of the Enhanced Games. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. This is the best. I mean, like, is he gonna just go full mad? Like, like again, not to Doctor Moreau talking about, yeah, but like Batman <laughs> villain shit, like just oh. being like, yes, we will celebrate true human excellence. Yeah, by- <laughs> rise, yeah. my mutants, and yeah. throw this javelin seven hundred meters. Oh my god! But yeah, so Peter Thiel and a group of investors believe that the world is dying to see uh, athletes on a bunch of PEDs. Yeah. They're not this, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> this, totally watch it. This, like, I, that's I, not the problem. The problem is moral. But Right. Yeah. The press release is interesting. It says, quote, just as the ancient Olympics were revived and renovated in 1896 for the Victorian world, the Enhanced Games is once again renovating the Olympic model for the 21st century. In the era of accelerating technological and scientific change, the world needs a sporting event that embraces the future, particularly advances in medical science. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like we're saying, 
this would be an athletic competition where the athletes are encouraged to dope, use stimulants, and bank steroids in order to answer the question, how many people can we see have simultaneous heart attacks during a 200-meter sprint? And <laughs> I, I think the odds are, are pretty good. And yeah, the rules that are currently being used are dumb because fairness is for the weak. And also, who gives a <laughs> fuck if they die? And they've said, hey, we get it. This can be dangerous. They said there will be, quote, health checks before and after competitions. Okay. I, what I love is that if this goes, like, in five years, it's just going to be nuts because you'll have yeah. CRISPR and, like, you'll have right. athletes with, like, cheetah legs. Fight, yeah. Like, you know, oh, that are, running. like, hinged differently, too? <laughs> yeah. Like, why not? I mean, right. medicine is moving that fast. It'll be wild. And, yeah, I would totally watch it. Uh, you know, ethically, it's like bear baiting. It's like about as, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's a horrible idea, but but it, it is compelling. Yeah. I, I like I remember Daniel Tosh had a bit about this in one of his early specials about being like, yeah, let him fucking do all of the fucking enhancing drugs. Like, let's just see what the fuck that looks like. And so I think we all do have this like morbid fascination just to be like, yeah, how far can the human body go if you just open the door to all these enhancements? But I think it's just dumb of them to act like this is a noble pursuit oh, when yeah. you like clearly with like people like Peter Thiel involved, they just want to cash in on a drug addled freak show where they can like basically use like their comp like pharmaceutical or medical companies to be like, and look at team whatever company this is. Like, look how fast their guys go off oh, there. Oh, yeah. Be that's like a team good point. Pfizer, team, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> team Alco, <laughs> like in the brilliant. powerlifting. Yeah. Team USSR, just a team of scientists <laughs> from the 1980s USSR <laughs> comes through. It's like the doctors behind Ivan Drago. Uh. I do remember I wrote an article once about the history of the Olympics. And early in the Olympics, doping was not even an issue. And I remember the winner of the first modern marathon, I think it was 1896, stopped in the middle of the marathon to have a glass of wine and maybe a shot of whiskey or something. So, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was like, that's the best. Like, yeah. that is the marathon I can deal with. But yeah, so it uh, maybe he's right. This is more like the original. I mean, to that point, though, too, I think I'd also enjoy watching an Olympics where people were absolutely <laughs> fucked off their faces <laughs> trying to compete, too. That's to a good like, idea. Oh, like no. drunk history, but for the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Just totally yeah, the opposite like, of enhanced. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, because that would be wild to see someone like in archery. Or some shit. Be like, dude, every, they, these people had to polish off like uh, whatever, like whatever drugs were giving them that completely fuck up their equilibrium. And they're still hitting it. Then I would be like, oh, huh? Yeah. But so everybody has that ways. friend who like is is a better like test taker when stoned, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I feel like sometimes there would be like actual world records set by like one person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, like an like archery drunk, or like, yeah, darts someone, or yeah, you do it. You do the sub two hour full marathon because you're just <laughs> drunk and you're like, just so like dissociated from your body. You're like, I don't know. Man. I, like, I got there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It, it would just be, it'd be so interesting to see what the upper limits were to see what, like I, one time I was watching an NFL game and there were before, like during the Star Spangled Banner, one of the players had these enormous tears pouring out of their eye. And like I, the size of the tears were enormous? The the tears, like the drops. The drops. The droplets were massive. And then I read somewhere 
that that is like one of the side effects of like a type of performance enhancing drug that like people just aren't aware of. So like it would just be interesting to see the side effects that right. be like, oh, yeah, OK, I recognize this. This guy's from... crying one gallon teardrops. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, there's Instead so of the emotional. Gatorade dump, you could just dump. Yeah, yeah, that guy just stands over you. But my question, was it because he was emotional? Was that a side effect? Or that just was a... the implication. But it was like, it was very strange. The but, yeah. amount and, you know, kind of stone faced, but just right. like giant tears pouring out of that his That is hilarious. Well, yeah. I love it, too, because it's a it's a conversation I've had a hundred times with my friends. Like, well, let's have a, a major league where it's all in. Yeah. And then the other, the opposite conversation I've had with my friends is like, what if you had a league that was totally, the field was totally even? So, like, if you were born with a certain advantage, this would take it away. Like, you know, um, sandbags on horses. So, if you're right. seven feet tall, you have, like, three pounds on your legs so that the five-foot-two guy can get in there and play against you. Oh, and right, right. what would that look like? Not very popular, I'm guessing. <laughs> that one would, yeah, that, that would just be league. for like men in their 40s to watch. Be like, I could be out there, man. Dang. Oh, yeah, if it's like this, dude, I got LeBron. All day, dude. All fucking day, man. Uh, LeBron yeah, would still be so good. Like, LeBron, yeah. like, that's what we're seeing in his old age. Like, he's still just like, you know, it doesn't matter. He's what? just a basketball computer. I mean, for like the people that, you know, they're always doping scandals and things like that. I'm always curious, like, just how far ahead would they really be outperforming athletes who are, right. quote-unquote, clean? You know what I yeah. mean? Because What if the times were exactly the same as the Olympics? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you just have mediocre athletes getting, like, within two one hundred, like, five one-hundredths of a second of Usain Bolt. And you're right. like, right. okay. Well, one thing I remember... Ten years ago, you're, um, however long it was, when Oscar Pretorius, right. the convicted, now he's a convicted murderer. Yeah, so he... he hey, he's was, out now, isn't he? Yeah, he's out. Yeah. But he... Oh, good when for he, that guy. Free Oscar, <laughs> man. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched a TED Talk right after him, and the guy predicted that in 10 years, every runner in the Olympics would have artificial limbs, because you can design them to be faster. Right. And that hasn't come true. But I wonder, why not? Like, what is... What happened? Is it just because they're not enough people doing it, or is it that yeah, yeah it really it isn't the, it? Yeah, maybe the that level of body modification. Some people are like you know, I don't mind not having a limb amputated for a carbon fiber blade leg, but who knows? Maybe you just need someone to to really make that fashionable. I'm just yeah. curious. I just feel like powerlifting is probably where you're going to see the most like difference, probably. Mm. Although I just saw like a video of this guy who's like a bodybuilder influencer who who had like a caffeine induced heart attack because like he's just doing so many crazy stimulants to train. So it just this idea seems just so many things can go wrong. Just everyone looks like the liver king. Yeah, but <laughs> if if motherfuckers aren't jumping like nine feet in the air casually then we're not really, you know, like, I feel like it's not going to quite pay off on the promise of being like, what happens if everyone... Yeah, that's why you need the gene splicing. So they like, like they look like right. alligators and things. So it's like really interesting right. to watch. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, like, it's like, you know, okay, they ran five seconds faster. Right. Great. It's like Mutant Boy from Florida with his croc tail 
uh, like his gator tail is like just crushing the hundred meter freestyle. Uh, yeah, those are the things we want. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of none, none of that, I guess Larry David attacked <laughs> Elmo on live TV. Hey, mutant freaks, you know, <laughs> mutant freaks. Yeah. You Elmo. know, performance enhancing. You know, we don't, we don't know what Elmo was on in this appearance, but you know, we we've been we've been debating what whether Elmo would win in a fight with Big Bird. <laughs> Elmo's eyes, you know, we we talked about how Big Bird has eyes facing forward, so definitely a predator. But then Miles, you pointed out, <laughs> Elmo's eyes are as close together as we've ever seen, and as forward as possible. As like, forward, yeah. <laughs> so like Elmo is, you know, possibly an apex predator, possibly a super predator, but. Yeah, just just broadly, this kind of has nothing to do with that, but he made an appearance on the Today Show, Elmo did, and man, it just keeps raining shit on Elmo this yeah. week, guys. <laughs> because like, yeah, obviously this was, th- that tweet that went viral about me, like, hey, just check it in with you guys, how's everyone's existential dread? And they're like, whoa, this was not the ratio I was seeking here on this tweet. But yeah, this is him on the Today Show talking about that tweet, and then randomly, Larry David shows up. To, to mush his face? I don't know. Well, you decide. Let's go over to Alfred, check the weather. Oh, and not yet, not wait, yet, wait, wait, not wait, not wait, 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 wait. Here comes Larry David. Oh, oh, Smushing oh, his face. He took a swipe oh, at the dad. I love Elmo, don't you? Oh, Elmo, you okay? Mr. Larry, Elmo liked you before. Ask permission, ask permission before you touch people, Larry. Oh, Did you hear his, that was Elmo's dad. Like, ask for, like, like foghorn leghorn? Yeah, yeah. His dad, his dad talks like this. He's like kind of a southern fried jazz hippie. <laughs> but then, which yeah, kind of fucked up how I view Elmo. Like when I saw that, I was like, man, I didn't, I didn't want to see his dad. Like I didn't, I didn't want to know that. About stand his dad. idly by that his dad has like a soul patch. You know? Yeah, his dad <laughs> looks like the dad who w- wasn't really there for every birthday. Right. You know what I mean, <laughs> he's like, hey, Elmo. You get my Columbia House uh, CDs that I sent you? Those were 12 CDs I got for a penny that I thought you'd love. His dad smells like sandalwood and weed, for sure. Yeah, light and a little bit of patchouli, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You can't have a soul patch and not be fucking with the patchouli. But yeah, like, I like Larry David. At the end, he just yelled off camera, goes, somebody had to do it. And I'm like, (laughs) I wasn't sure what he meant. Was it that... Is Larry David team Big Bird? And he's just letting him know what time it is. Like, he's like, yeah. bro, it's ugly for you every single time I see you yeah. uh, because it's, it's team site, Big Bird bro. all day. Or is it that? He made up the Big Bird. Or, like, that was just something Molly overheard a parent talking to their kid about. Right? Yes. yes. Like, it's not a national debate. Like, no, the, this is all stems from Molly overhearing a, a father and daughter talk about this at a ramen shop could, she was at. Who could beat Elmo who would, versus Who would Big win Bird? in a fight? Yeah, because, uh, well... Big Bird was having like a big social media moment. This like very right. crafted Big Bird shrunk to small and like was like, how am I going to get back to being big? And like it was getting some traction, but not that much. Mostly from Nazis on Twitter. <laughs> and then Elmo just drops it and is like, how's everybody doing? And like everyone's <laughs> like, oh, shit, Elmo. So we're like, there's right. definitely some tension there. Yeah, yeah that for makes sure. Sense. I mean, I think of it more like, you know, the thought experiments like how many babies would it take to kill John Cena? Like, right. uh, that's oh, I wow. think it would take a few Elmos to take down. So that's take more down my, Big Bird, right? Yeah, yeah. How many Elmos would you need to yeah. swarm yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like it, 20. 
It's interesting yeah. though too, like how people like the response to the clip wasn't necessarily like, "Why would Larry do- David do that?" Some a lot of people were like, "Why the fuck didn't Elmo's dad do something?" This man <laughs> just pulled up on your fucking child and mushed their motherfucking face in, and you're just like, "Hey, hey, hey, now, hey, uh, what the what the fuck was that?" So for me, again, another data point in the fight between Elmo and Big Bird. I mean. I'm sorry, like, I think, you know, as a parent, you grabbing my kid, that's instant smoke for you. Yeah. That's just, that's guaranteed. But, man, if Elmo's own daddy ain't built for it, yeah. then what El- what's, what chance does Elmo got? You know, even if he's <laughs> speaking in third person. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't like how it looks. I don't like how it looks for him. Well, a lot of, I mean, the third person I've noticed is, like, elite athletes, Serial killers sometimes talk in the third person, so maybe that gives Elmo some like. And maybe, maybe seeing his father be emasculated like that, just (laughs) on live television, maybe just the thing that really pushes him over the line when the bell rings in that fight. Elmo looks like in the clip. Elmo looks a lot like I did it whenever anybody would like fuck with me as a kid, like just being like what. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> just yeah, totally emasculated. And then wait, to, and, and then wait to cry until your mom picked you up from school. Yes, yeah, that's me. Yeah. That I was mean, it. Ideally, <laughs> <laughs> you missed my motherfucking face, mom. Yeah, just not you saying kick him anything in the because the very first word that comes out was going to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you okay, Jack? <laughs> Say something. No. <laughs> just run away you say like, something oh yeah. my god yeah I feel like Elmo like me not built for it but man, I think Larry David needs to test you never Big, know. Big Bird I, you know? I, you'd be surprised what people unleash when they have it you know bottled in for so long too that's you know true I mean? it could come out people would be like oh my god Elmo did not have to desecrate Big Bird's <laughs> corpse like that like when the bell <laughs> rang it was over that was just a little bit I didn't, I didn't know he had that in him but it was a darkness to Elmo <laughs> Well, AJ Jacobs, it's been a real pleasure having you on the Daily Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Well, I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. You know, the usual stuff, AJ Jacobs on whatever toxic social media there still (laughs) is. And uh, yeah, The Puzzler, that's what you should do is listen to The Puzzler on uh, iHeartMedia. It's uh, every day. But only eight minutes, so you can still listen to your daily zeitgeist before yeah. or after, whatever, whatever yeah, you go. prefer. And maybe yeah. Jack we'll and I will be on and will not cry if we don't get nail all the puzzles. I can't guarantee the. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. yeah, you've given us permission to be completely uh, <laughs> sadistic. So this is very exciting. Jack, what you, you. you think of that puzzle? <laughs> can you call my mom? Call my what mom. Happened? I rolled over my foot with my desk chair. amazing is there a work of media you've been enjoying aj you know what i like to watch nowadays is netflix shows that are set in other countries but they're only a little bit different like i would watch you know an italian show thinking like oh i'm gonna learn about the culture and like the only difference is the 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 light switch is slightly (laughs) different and so it's a little a little sad because it's like used to be that countries were completely different but uh but i guess there's something comforting about it as well yeah. so uh, yeah there, there's one actually i did like an italian netflix show 
called uh, The Law According to Lydia Poet, I think it was. I'm only 60% sure. But it was about the first Italian lawyer, first woman Italian, (laughs) first woman Italian lawyer, not the first (laughs) Italian lawyer. Very good. All right. Miles, where can people find you? Is there a working media you've been enjoying? Uh, let's see. You can find me on the at based platforms at miles of gray. Um, let's see. You can find Jack and I on our basketball podcast. Miles and Jack got mad boosties. boosties. And, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching that reality TV at one and a half X, you know, cause I like, I, I respect the content, but then I recap it over on four twenty day fiance, uh, with Sophia Alexander. So come, come, come visit me over there. Will you? Some tweets I like. First one is from at site Chris uh, that tweeted site Chris Hill <laughs> site Chris Hill. Yeah, no, C-I-T-E site or no, you know what it is? It could be site Chris. I don't know. Cite. With an H on the end, how people make fun of how Mancunians say site. Um, but the tweet said, quote, hey, sorry, I didn't reply. My wife was making me watch our five month old for a bit. But I'm back now. You're so hot. LOL. (laughs) 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 And then open Mike Eagle past guest front of the show at Mike underscore Eagle tweeted Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift should invite Colin Kaepernick to her Super Bowl suite for the added chaos. That was one of mine. (laughs) I love that. That's a great idea. She should absolutely do that. The right would. Actually, someone would actually cease to exist. Yeah. I think like the outrage would be so <laughs> they somehow physically could not handle it. Just like turn into pink mist on the spot. Oof. Uh, a couple people on Twitter were retweeting this old performance by Radiohead on SNL. There's just like every once in a while, there's an old SNL performance that I just can't stop watching. And this is mm-hmm. Radiohead performing the national anthem from oh. Kid A. Tom, Tom York is ha- is really, you know, Tom Yorking it up. So I enjoy that. Go seek it out. Zach Pugh was one of the people who tweeted it. And then I also enjoyed this from Eddie Robson. I felt called out by this one. He said, oh, January has been going on so long. When will it end? Well, now it has. And what have we got? February. Well done, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, that's how I was feeling. All right. Uh, you can find me enjoying tweets like that on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy? Well, luckily, uh, one of my favorite bands, Hiatus Coyote from Australia, they have a new single out, and they haven't put an album out since 2021. And I've and before that, they're out. It took like six years for the that album to come out. So we've been blessed with a new single called "Everything's Beautiful," and this track is very beautiful. Uh, just just giving us giving giving us that rhythm and uh, an odd meter. And Napalm's voice is fantastic. The, the, bass playing and drumming is fantastic everything about this band is so dope uh and so i hope you enjoy this going into your weekend and hope that everything's beautiful because that's the name of this track by hiatus coyote all right we will link off to that in the footnotes the daily Foot zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcaster wherever fine podcasts are given away for free that's going to do it for us this week we are back on monday morning to tell you what is trending And we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 